Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome once again to the desert. Today, you'll take a look at the future of Las Vegas, as well as a look back to the Vegas of the 20th century. As far as the future goes, you'll hear part two of our conversation with Mayor Carolyn Goodman, Regarding the past, when you think about old-time Vegas, what comes to mind? It's Showgirls, and you'll meet the CEO and curator of the Showgirls Museum in Vegas, Grant Filippo. Finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, talks about all the competition between restaurants in Las Vegas. Bright light city, gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Viva Las Vegas! Last week, our conversation with Mayor Carolyn Goodman looked at some of the highlights from 2017 and early 2018. One of the big shocks in Vegas this year was the almost instantaneous demise of Steve Wynn. And that's where we continue today. Steve Wynn and the difficulties he's gotten into. And I thought what you said was sort of interesting. There tends to be a a real rush to judgment. And you were just telling people you might want to wait a little bit. Not that you know, it certainly sounds bad, but you, you were saying that, you know, it was important for us to kind of hold back a little. Well, I, you know, first of all, Steve Wynn and so many other individuals and groups have made such an impact building this community. So you want to separate that out. I think for each one of us, I cannot be responsible for you and your actions anymore than you can be for me and my actions. I was brought up in a certain way. I've had certain education and certain life experiences and have uh, helped with my husband raise our four children to know your life is yours and you own it and it's your choices and you need to learn to make good choices. So that fits in a broader spectrum, in my opinion, on both sides of all these issues. Unfortunately, I happen to have two sons who are uh, lawyers and I'm married to a lawyer. And so a lot of this is about litigation and can I get my 15 seconds in the sunlight and on the TV or whatever and what's my paycheck am I going to get it because I'm going to write the book or whatever it is and it could be on both sides I'm not casting judgment I wasn't there so the reality is though we can only be responsible for ourselves and our role should be to make life better for others not to be looking and and look at the good in people. Don't always make everything so painfully bad. Well, you broke the glass ceiling. Is there a feeling now that in Las Vegas, the old days, people see the old movies and they think it's the old boys network? Oh, I love the old boys. Don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this is a place now, though, where uh, women are more involved, right? Obviously, they're involved in the leadership of the city, and I assume they're involved in all the business uh, dealings in town as well. Well, you know, inequity, inequity in pay for the job well done, uh, that's not right. That is not, never, has never been right. And yes, there were certain gender differentiations and minority differentiations. I just really, I'm almost at the point where I think 
put everybody in a bag and interview them for the job and then have the person who's going to do the job in the best way for the most efficient manner and cover all bases hire the person don't hire me because I'm a woman hire me because I can do the job and maybe you could do my job better and I'm doing it or maybe I could do your job better and you're doing it so I mean the reality is again it's it's uh, there are certain equity inequities, and I certainly I know that for a whole lot of reasons uh, there's been a lot of prejudice in this country. And if if we all work very hard to give everybody equal opportunity and equal ec- education, that should be fixed. Let's talk about what's going on downtown. It's pretty exciting. Uh, this has been a, a recent boom. I mean, for a while downtown was getting kind of left over. People would go see it mm. to kind of remember. That's all changing now, though. That has to be an exciting development. Well, it started when I remember after Oscar was uh, an attorney for alleged criminals and organized crime back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and he said time to do something different, and he was elected. When he found out about downtown, he took a real look at it. Uh, prostitution, uh, drugs, uh, boarded-up facilities, just really... Um, a horrible place and obviously a lot of crime downtown so his first purpose was to try to figure out and get a purpose of what do you do with the city how do you revitalize it so where we are now finally because in the early 2000s it was raining down money and there was so much that could be planned and so much growth happening and then of course we slid into the recession but to see it now and have our cultural arts center and the smith center here i mentioned the frank gary design lou ruvo cleveland clinic brain institute now uh, medical school and the arts and um, our safety issues i mean we really have concentrated on putting our money first and foremost into safety and issues of that but to see our museums the need Neon, the iconic Las Vegas neon sign museum. We have our wonderful mob museum, which has just taken the lid off of every type of measurement for success. We have our wonderful natural history museum. We have a ballet company. We have a philharmonic company. Um, and there's just so much going on all the time in all areas. And we just want to continue to be better, do it better, um, sustain what we have that really works but know that we can be loftier. We, can, we want to be a world-class city, and so everything that we're doing is driving to that mark in every area. We have one other area, which, of course, talking of autonomous vehicles, is our IT. I mean, certainly what we're trying to do in an innovation district and, and stay ahead of the curve. Uh, we've been testing drones here for goodness ever since I was mayor and so we're always looking ahead what how we can do it and yet satisfy the tourist Uh, we have the great convention um, business here but uh, our tourists we really look to show people we are a place of hospitality we want you to have a good time and downtown we have a free circulator so you can go to the outstanding outdoor discount mall probably the most popular one in the country and you'll go visit there and then you can go visit the hotels you can go down to our cashman complex you can go to the museums 
and it doesn't cost you and we're not charging you for everything we want to keep old Las Vegas alive where you can come downtown and take a zip line or go from tavern to restaurant to tavern or go to the stores um, and just do anything you want well and it's kind of diversify the type of people that can come so if somebody's on a real budget and so forth they can come downtown and not spend a whole lot of money or they can bring as much cash as they can and play around on the strip that kind well, of well and two the cost downtown's a heck of a lot less plus we have so many new properties here. The D, which was Derek Stevens and his brother, they bought um, the old Las Vegas club, which has now been uh, flattened, and they're going to put a whole new complex up there. They've also purchased the only casino hotel property in what we call Symphony Park um, nearby here. Um, and so we're looking at that. The uh, Boyd Group has done nothing but renovate the California Club and its properties. And uh, we have the CIM Group that has purchased the Grand and is going to build a uh, tower there. Uh, the Plaza is doing so many um, things here. And the Golden Nugget, out of sight. And we have the old El Cortez that takes you <laughs> back in time, but yet it's staying ahead. It's picking up property nearby, and it's going to be doing some new things as well. Plus, we have new housing and new apartments coming in, too. Yeah, you have to balance those things, right? I mean, because it, this is first and foremost a tourist attraction. People come from all over the world, but also there's a lot of people here. So you got to make this as comfortable, and you want it to keep growing from that perspective. Right. Well, you know, we're always looking for to control our growth in a wise way. As you look around downtown, um, you'll see some high-rises, apartment condominium high-rises, and we're finding young people, the millennials, congregate downtown like the small little apartment. I mean, small. And you have to like yourself to live in that small size. And then... Um, what happens is, as they meet somebody and then have a family, they tend to move out to our suburbs. And then as you get a little bit older and your children have graduated and gone on to whatever they're going to do, um, you think, I don't want this, I don't want to have to mow a lawn, I don't want to have to drive that far to get into my bank or business office or whatever I'm doing in the heart of the city, so I'm going to move back downtown. Yeah. So we have a real mixture of all age groups and because it is um, a place where you can do business and because we are as divert diverse as any large metropolitan area in the world. Every, there are all 167 languages I hear are spoken in the school district. Um, we have every race, every nationality, every uh, religious faith here. And it's really exciting. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. But we're always, again, looking how can we appeal to this group. Plus, we have a great international airport. We have over 200 direct city to Las Vegas flights every week to say nothing of all the uh, other flights that are flying around. You'll hear more from Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman in just a moment. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi on the BizTalk Radio Network. Fly me to the moon. Let me swing up there with those stars. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. 
Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TEN therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Roger is a man of intelligence and verbal acuity. As a child, his sister called him Roger Dodger for his mental abilities and the sharp wit that consistently got him into and out of trouble. Roger's in advertising. He makes it his job to make people feel miserable about themselves, their cars, and the clothes they wear. No one buys feeling good about their current condition, he says. I make them realize how miserable they are. His girlfriend and boss is his mental equal, but their affair is now over on her terms. Not something that Roger is used to. Roger's conflicted 16-year-old nephew, Nick, a young Jesse Eisenberg, shows up, having heard that his uncle is a ladies' man. Eager to become a man, Nick has questions only a man can answer. Roger as mentor is scary to behold, as he takes Nick out on the town with moral turpitude as a goal and a black heart to share. Roger Dodger is a tightly woven social satire with intricate dialogue and cynical observation of the game between the sexes. Men will blanch and women will be furious with Roger, but this cautionary tale of a despicable man is rewarding as wry and honest observation. Indie Film Minute. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Find us on the web at IndieFilmMinute.com. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within. Um. C, look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have to. Ta-da! Twinsies. (laughs) I kind of love it. (laughs) As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. 
As this area continues to grow, do you work closely with like the city of North Las Vegas, the city of Henderson, and the county, and so forth? Yes. Is that something? Because I imagine it's important yes. to you what happens there. Well, we have a consortium, actually. I take my hat off to Mayor Lee of North Las Vegas. As soon as he was elected, he called me up and he said, Mayor, do you all, do you, are you know, do you know and work with the mayors of the other cities and meet on a regular basis? And I said, yes, I meet, um, but no, not on a regular basis. And he said, don't you think it would be a good idea? So for the past five years, we've been meeting on a regular basis. We get together on issues for our legislature here, but issues too we want to discuss on the national front. So absolutely, we're doing that. We have good friends at the county commission, but their, their issues are a little bit different than most of ours in, in cities that we're doing. But it's, a, it's really it's a wonderful relationship that we have found mutually benefit to all of us. When I get a phone call, some investors that need warehousing and want more land space, I always refer them either up to Henderson, Boulder City, or to, of course, North Las Vegas. And people who want a quieter lifestyle, want to golf and retire, go to Mesquite, have a good time in Mesquite, or go to Laughlin, depending on what they want. So we really know each other very, very well and work very well together. It's a great, I can't tell you. Like, this was so lucky. My parents hated my husband and said he was the biggest dork for taking me out here. But lo and behold, <laughs> it's been great. If we come here, say, five, ten years from now, what do you see happening? I know that there's theaters going up, and it's like they can't go up fast enough. Well, you know, I'm sure, first of all, we have our very first medical school class, free, four-year free ride, 60 students. And so I'd see that really coming forward. It tends to be, and I have a son who's a physician, um, you tend to stay and live where you do your residency. And so we are trying to expand the residency base, the training here. Um, our public hospital, UMC, that has the number one trauma and this great burn unit, they have the most residency programs. But if you wanted to go into cosmetic surgery or you wanted to go into orthopedics, whatever it is, you're going to tend to try and get into the best residency program in the country. And once you establish that and get patients and are working, you're probably going to stay there. We want to make sure that what we have here in the medical department does cover that. Um, I think for the other issues, of course, with all the sports, you talked on it. So we will have everything. We probably will have a Major League Baseball, but for sure, Adam Silver. We will be having a, an NBA team here, I can assure you. We will keep up with NASCAR. We will be keeping up with our ice hockey, all of those uh, sports. And uh, But the cultural, I see us really developing that whole area. This wonderful Smith Center that has so many performances. We have the touring company. Companies. But we also have, uh, you're too young, but the, um, the base of the hotels in the 60s and 70s, there was not canned music. These were professional artists who played. And many of them have just stayed on here because of the cost of living and the weather and everything else. And so they have joined into our philharmonic. There are small groups, quartets, etc sectects that are coming in and playing and, and gathering together. So they're just there's a lot of untapped resources and then to trying to preserve the history of Las Vegas people, especially in England, are fascinated by the mob. 
and what was that like and what was the food and what can we see and what can you there's a fascination with the mob and so it uh, keeps my husband out of trouble because that's who he represented fortunately they trusted him and didn't think he was working under handed with different elements and he's still here with us so to keep that history and the people that we know that are still alive who were connected there um, it's fascinating it's just great you're so nice to ask all these wonderful <laughs> questions to let me brag about it because NAB is important to us convention life is hugely important in fact it's the backbone along with what we do in the resort card of why we all have such a great life well, you're expanding it aren't you the convention center? Yes, that's a piece. We're doing step one. We have three pieces really there, but the first step is being funded. Um, and we're already, uh, we have just made the award to the um, management and who's going to be doing it. So now we're going to go into the design phase. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for being with us. I just wanted to say if people want to find out more about Las Vegas, where's the best place for them to go? Mayor's on? office. Just call here and we'll direct you out to wherever you need to be. I mean, you know, one of the things, there are a couple of many things that I can brag about, but we were probably the second city in the entire country to have all city buildings, parks, lighting, 100% uh, renewable energy. We hit functional zero, which meant every single veteran had a place to stay. Uh, that was one of the first in the country under President Obama. Michelle Obama had really given a hard pursuit to um, getting our, our homeless veterans off the street. And we were either one or two in that here in Las Vegas. And so our climate control, everything that we're doing, it's innovative and everybody makes a difference here. Growing up in the heart of Manhattan, I was a grain of sand. And it, you didn't feel, you wake up, I mean, you had a nice life and everything, but you, when you had the energy, you want to do something, not for the fact of any accolades. You just, gosh, I want to do something that means something. Everybody means something here. For, for so many people, this, it is a small town feel to it. There really is. And when you get involved with our Mayor's Faith Initiative, which we started back, oh, eight, ten years ago, um, which is a combination. We have about 140 faith leaders. We have our law enforcement. We have our social services. We have the city government where we get together on a regular basis to hear and communicate and talk with our different groups of individuals who may feel they're not being heard and, and keep, get the word down to the grassroots through our faith initiative. Been hugely, hugely successful. And then we have, you know, a, a sport that, that has grown exponentially because families, children um, are getting a lot into the number one sport in the world, which is soccer, um, which is football, according to the world. And um, the, the amount of energy and effort we had, uh, we have two tournaments, the mayor's soccer tournament. In the fall, we have a tournament for probably eight through 13-year-olds. And in February, uh, we take from 12, 13-year-olds through the 19-year-olds because we get all the colleges and university scouts coming here and the pros. Um, and this year we had over 650 teams from around the world. We had 17 countries, uh, 27 different states, and uh, it was fabulous. And the weather, I mean, that's, it, you know. 
Thanks again to Mayor Carolyn Goodman. You know, her husband, Oscar Goodman, has always been an ambassador for Las Vegas, and wherever he goes, he's always accompanied by a couple of showgirls. Showgirls are a Vegas icon, and in just a moment, you'll hear about a place where they honor the history of showgirls in Las Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Old black magic has me in its spell. Old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine. The same old tingle that I feel inside. And then that elevator starts its ride. Down and down I go. Round and around I go. Like a leaf caught in a tide. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Here is a film more a piece of art than narrative journey. The Iron Lady is crafted to portray the somewhat addled musings of Baroness Margaret Thatcher as she nears the end of her life. Her mind wanders through time as she remembers turning points in her life and powerful career. But remember... This is art, not fact. It's important to understand that we are seeing events as writer Abby Morgan believes Thatcher remembers them, not as pinpoint historical accuracy. Only when we abandon the expectation of straight-form narrative and accept that we are watching the blurred memories of a great woman in her final days can we recognize the special value of this wonderful film. Thatcher upheld her policies with fierce intensity and set the stage for modern extreme conservatism. There are those who hold her up as a hero and those who curse her memory. Yet admirably, the filmmakers managed to take no political sides on the issues. And for those among us who love great acting performances, Meryl Streep is at the top of her form as the Iron Lady, making us hang on for the credits just to be sure it was her. Bravo! Indie Film Minute, not in theaters. Discovery through rental. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TENS therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it, VitalVegas.com. 
Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. In Las Vegas, if you're a student of what's happened here back, going back to mid-20th century, Las Vegas has always been associated with showgirls. It's a big part of the draw to Las Vegas. It's a big part of the entertainment. And there's an incredible museum in Las Vegas, and they're trying to go to an even bigger location that honors the showgirl and so forth and talks about its whole history going back to Paris to today and beyond. With us is the CEO and curator of the Las Vegas Showgirl Museum, Grant Filippo. And Grant, welcome. You've been involved in your entire career with showgirls and that sort of thing into what you do, right? Yes, that's true. I myself was a showboy, so, you know, I come from that background and working with all the shows. And then when I started producing my own shows... Um, I still did them in the same style as the Spectaculars. Yeah, and there is something really different about a showgirl. First of all, just to kind of talk about kind of the history of it. it. It's not associated with burlesque or anything like that. It's something that's really part of a big show and that is considered an art form, right? Going back to Paris days. Well, in reality, if you want to know, you know, my opinion on showgirls, it goes way beyond the Paris days. Um, you know, there were showgirls in... Egyptian times with, um, you know, the pharaohs and all of that. But um, the more recent history of it did start in Europe. And um, many of the shows, like the Follies Berger and the Moulin Rouge and the Lido, um, they were very important towards the beginnings of this. 
And, of course, then Florence Ziegfeld, when he went over to Paris and saw all of that, he turned around and brought them to the New York stages. And then somewhere along the line, um, they ended up, they credit uh, uh, different people as bringing them to Las Vegas. But the first um, dancing girls, I don't know that you'd call them showgirls, were at the El Rancho, which a lot of people think the Flamingo is the very first uh, hotel on the Strip, and it was not. It was the El Rancho, mm-hmm. and the El Rancho had a line of girls that, Many people, it's it's kind of muddy on what truly is a showgirl. And there are, of course, people in the burlesque world that consider themselves to be showgirls. And we do honor them as well. But um, as far as the real true showgirls that um, were known for their beauty and and just basically being absolutely flawless looking with or without clothing... Um, you know, that is more of a European thing that started. And then when it came to Vegas, it became much bigger because the shows in Vegas were way bigger than the shows in um, New York as well as Paris and England. Yeah, it's really an exciting thing. And I think we've known in this country, certainly since the latter part of the uh, 20th century, the showgirl was considered like almost like you said. I'm glad you brought that up. Flawless. It was something where you would go, and it, it, wasn't there a certain like height requirement and so forth, that kind of thing, and just a certain look. Uh, kind of talk about that. What 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 defined the uh, Las Vegas showgirl of the 50s, 60s, and so forth? Well, the person who started the height situation was Madame Bluebell. Um, her real name was Margaret Kelly. She was a dancer that. Um, worked in the Folies Bergère in Paris, and she became the dance captain as well. She was known for having exquisite taste in women. Um, she had worked there, and then Miss Tinguette, one of the most famous stage performers, got hired to come into the Folies Bergère, and for whatever reason, did not want to deal with uh, Madame Bluebell, so she had her fired. And Madame Bluebell started supplying dancers to uh, movie theaters in Italy. And they told her they would give her a great contract if she would come up with something different, something more unique. And she is the one who came up with the height requirement. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the Bluebell girls were 5'8 and above. Many of her girls were six feet tall. And um, anyway, she is the one who started uh, the height requirement. And, of course, Vegas stuck to it very, very strong. Even the girls that I use today, I never hire girls that are less than 5'8", because it's just a tradition, number one. And number two, the costumes look better on a taller figure. Right, that makes sense. And, and I guess a figure is a particular type, too. I mean, it's it's tall, kind of statuesque. Uh, you know, it's not a place for curvy girls, so to speak, right? I mean, in the sense of uh, there's no excess fat on these girls whatsoever, right? Well, you know, here's the funny thing. When they started out with uh, the showgirls in Europe, they did have chunky girls. They did have what we would consider chunky. At that time, they did not consider them chunky. Um, Through the years, that altered to where 
the girls, you know, a lot of people get confused. They think of showgirls as being strippers. And so they think, oh, these women had gigantic breasts. Well, the reality is, is that they had champagne glass breasts. It meant if their breasts fit inside a champagne glass, that was perfect. And the reason they did that and normally, most of the showgirls are 34B, but the reason that they did that is when the music stopped, they wanted the movement to stop. And if oh. you had larger breasts than that, then there would still be movement going on after the music had stopped. Right, right, right. So it's kind of a strange reason why they did that, but, you know... Many of the famous showgirls that were in Las Vegas, many of those did not dance topless, the ones that had large breasts, like Felicia Atkins from Australia. Um, she was absolutely stunning. And I think the other thing people don't understand about a showgirl is they were trained, especially from Bluebell, they were trained how to be able to just stand on stage, breathe, and be so captivating that you were mesmerized by looking at this girl just standing there and breathing. And the walks that, the way in which they, you know, drug their foot and move their hips when they walked. It was very alluring, and it was a true art, and it's something that in our future museum, it will not only be a museum, we'll have a four to 500-seat showroom where we will show shows like they were back in the day, and we're a complete um, school where we will train people in all the arts, including showgirl walk, showgirl makeup, all that type of stuff that was a part of this. And even though there are no real showgirls in Las Vegas currently working on a stage, um, we will have them. And anybody that hires our company, that's all they will ever get is real showgirls. Because, you know, the difference is, is that basically the training and the wardrobe because there are a lot of girls out on the sidewalks of Las Vegas that, you know, claim to be a showgirl and they're wearing about a two to $300 costume, if that. Right, right. Uh, real showgirls may not wear a whole lot, but what they're wearing is very, very expensive. Many of our costumes are anywhere from five to $25,000 per costume. So it's wow. it's a huge difference yeah. than, you know, the typical girl in Las Vegas. More with Grant Filippo, CEO and curator of the Showgirls Museum, in just a moment. I'm here with Neil Portnoy at the fantastic Portnoy Gallery in Las Vegas. What do you got going on here, Neil? Like, it seems like everybody from the world of sports, entertainment, incredible pictures in a, in a style that I've never seen before. Well, Steve, you know, um, thanks for showing up at the gallery again because I think it's your second visit here. But there's always something going on here. You know what? I do a lot of commission work, clients all over the country. I work from photographs. Whether it's your pet, your, your, your children, your, your spouses, your favorite sports athlete, entertainer, you give me a good quality photo, and this is what I turn it into, a work of art. So let's tell them how to get here then. Where, do, where are you, and more importantly, where can they check you out on the web to get more information? Well, you go to your favorite airport if you're far away and you head to Las Vegas, because we're located at 1537 West Oki Boulevard. We're at the corner of Oki, Weston, and Wyoming, right in what they call downtown Las Vegas. 
702-685-2929. And we always suggest call first because we're out in the community networking and we want to make sure you're here and get the experience of coming to Portnoy Gallery. And your website is? Very simple. www.idrawpeople.com. We'll do it. Thank you very much, Neil. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Steve and Maggie on the BizTalk Radio Network. Dark as shame, darling, dark as shame. Thank you for all the joy and pain. Picture show, second balcony. Was the place we'd meet, second seat, gold Dutch treat, you were sweet, dark as shame, darling, dark as shame. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit OrleansCasino.com. Do you know anyone suffering from pain? Get pain-relieving thermoskin braces and TENS therapy at little to no cost with private and Medicare insurance. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. 800-256-1143. Use reference code NCR9715. Qualify in minutes with free, convenient home delivery. Call 800-256-1143 right now. Use reference code NCR9715. Two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there, and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. The specter of a newly elected pontiff having a crisis of conscience, then running around Rome trying to find the best role to play for his people, has a certain appeal to say the least. We Have a Pope reminds us of those old-fashioned quirky Italian comedies so full of delightfully underplayed winking humor. Who can resist the sight of a stern-faced Swiss guard completely nonplussed by the Pope's seductive little wave in the garden? We Have a Pope is an intriguing what-if movie. After his election by the enclave of cardinals hits home, what if the Pope were to have a midlife crisis? What if he had to be subjected to a psychiatrist? What if he were to honestly see himself as unfit for the office 
have a meltdown at the thought of being a leader of billions and run away to hide in the streets of Rome. We are tackling some pretty serious issues here. We have a Pope is a relatively serious exploration of a papal election fascinating for all the questions it leaves unresolved. It's loaded with those subtle little vignettes of revelation and light humor at which the Italians excel, and it's got a kicker of an ending. We have a Pope. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Find us on the web at IndieFilmMinute.com. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on-hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at BESD.US. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Grant Filippo, CEO and curator of the Showgirls Museum, located, of course, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, and what you've got at this museum is incredible. I mean, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars of artifacts and so forth. Kind of run us through. I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with it. they got to see it. Now, you're in a smaller location now. So tell us a little about what you'd see and where it is right now. And then we'll talk about what uh, hopefully is going to be coming on later in the year. Well, for over six years, it's been in our home, which is a 7,000-square-foot mansion. It makes it very difficult for people to see much of the collection. We have over 200 mannequins on display, but that is a minute amount compared to what we'll have in the future. Um, Right now, you have mannequin after mannequin, and you have mannequins blocking the other mannequins and a lot of the heavily beaded and jeweled and sequined costumes, they're standing stagnant. They're not doing any kind of movement. So you don't get the real feeling for what they look like on stage. In the proposed public venue, it will have entire sets. So when you walk into the Don Arden Gallery, you'll be in front of a set that looks exactly like the same um, set that he had on stage during a number, individual mannequins, and in some cases, the entire set will revolve. 
and that way you can actually see how the costumes played to the light. It's incredible, and people have to understand also when when they when they're hearing about these questions. I mean, these are from people like Bob Mackey and 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 people of that type that have designed these things and you know again it's not just from las vegas it's from around the world and some of the famous people that have worn these things you know i i was looking at the list it's unbelievable people like ann margaret carol channing raquel welch i mean these are huge huge stars and of course also um there's the men too omar sharif and liberace as well and i know you had done some work right isn't it in your history you did something with uh liberace and his uh crew that uh you know because i Everybody knows his elaborate costumes and so forth that he used. Well, I started, I started off by going to Lee's home and singing for him because I was a professional singer and dancer. And it was a rather interesting thing because it was in the morning, Vegas morning, of course, is around noon. And he and his um, cook were there making him breakfast. He was in a bathrobe. And basically I got there and he said, okay, kids, sing. And I sang for him, and he thought I was great, and he said, you're going to be my next protege. And I was very, very excited, but um, I had just lost my opportunity to go to the Lido in Paris as a lead singer-dancer because of the MGM fire. So um, basically, I told him that I had a contract to go to L.A. as a model, and that um, as soon as he was ready for me to let me know, and then he got in trouble with that Scott Swarson and all that craziness, and so that fell through. But ironically, the um, costume house that I ended up becoming great friends with the two guys that owned it was the costume house that Michael Travis, the designer for Liberace for the final 17 and a half years of his life, he built all the costumes out of this design house. Well, at the time when I was working for them as well, they took my measurements and found out that I was the same measurements as Liberace, except for I'm two inches taller. And so they used me as Liberace's fitting model. So all those incredible costumes that you saw on stage, they were actually my hand-me-downs because <laughs> I wore them first <laughs> and then he wore them after. Such a tragedy to lose such an incredible talent. This is the type of thing you're going to see there. I think it's really interesting, too, that you know a lot of people may not have heard of this museum. Well, you should. It was awarded the coolest museum in all of Las Vegas by Vegas Rated Magazine, and I think that's really important because there's so many great museums in Las Vegas, and I think this is a, a must-see. Now, there's a way folks can actually help that, right? Isn't there on, on your uh, website, is there a place where we can put in like why we want the, or why the council should consider this? Because it's such a, a great part of history we don't want to lose it is that the case yes if they go there are two ways of finding it you can go to our website which is las vegas showgirl museum.com and there's a way to go sign a petition there you can also go to our facebook page which is www.facebook.com with the slash and then all together, Las Vegas Showgirl Museum. And you'll find the petition announced on there as well. You can also see videos and see the galleries. The galleries show you a lot of what's in our collection. And of course, it's all free.
That's fantastic. I hope people see it this summer. And then uh, hopefully next year we'll have you on again And uh, from the new locale. I, I, I can't wait. I think it'll be great. Thanks for being with us that today, Grant. great. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Time now for this week's visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today's subject, Vegas restaurants. You know, we were just at one of these places where they have the restaurant row, and all the restaurants are like a high end and so forth. They not only have it there, they have it at the Venetian, they have it at the, you know, the Wynn. Is it something now, really, to be one of the power players on the Strip that you kind of have to have it? I mean, you know, one or two restaurants. In fact, that's kind of what did in SLS, wasn't it? Originally, they didn't have enough of those. You know, they had some good stuff, but just not enough. Yeah, it was, I mean, in the case of SLS, it's such a small footprint that they have. They really only have three or four restaurants. The restaurants that are there are really good. Uh, Cleo is one of my favorite restaurants in Las Vegas. They have Bizarre Meat, which is a great, uh, kind of not even a steakhouse, just this weird meat. I don't, I mean, it's a, just an experience. Uh, it, it is really important because the emphasis has gone away from gambling and gaming revenue. So it's, it's non-gaming is all about dining. It's all about nightclubs. It's all about pools. And restaurants are a cornerstone of the business for, for these resorts. You have to have, you've got to have solid dining. And Vegas really does it like no other city. And, and that. I'm honestly compared to New York or Chicago or Paris, Vegas is right there. They they continue to to bring in the best talent. They somehow in the middle of the desert still have the freshest food and just amazing chefs and they're you know, they knock it out of the park. Every time they open a restaurant, it's it's amazing because Robert Irvine, this new restaurant at Tropicana it, it actually is a pretty great restaurant, but compared to all the other great restaurants, it's kind of like, well, that's, a, that's an okay restaurant. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard rave reviews. Any other city, it would be fantastic. But in Vegas, because that competition level is so high, it's kind of like it takes a lot more to really stand out. Thanks for listening. Join us again next weekend when you'll visit luxury accommodations for your dog. Have a wonderful weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. The action is hot, the atmosphere cool, and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, minutes from the airport, with rooms starting at $45. This is how you Vegas. The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Visit orleanscasino.com.